dog will hunt. A monster creature with such horrific features. A lady, a bride, and scary movie fan. Some nerds and their website present this woman and her Hello and welcome back to the Bride of the Creature podcast with me, the Creature Joey G, and with me as always is the cutest podcaster in town, etc., etc., the Bride Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? Good, how are you? I'm a wee bit under the weather. I, I sound know. more like a creature than usual. You sound like a smoker talking out of the hole and you're like... Give me a sugar. Yeah, please tell. Yeah. 50 bucks. What? That's how much it costs. What costs? Let me touch you, ding dong. Oh, God. Yeah, you can put it in that little throat hole. I Ew! <laughs> what do they call them things? I don't know. Oh, there's a name You're for really it. disturbing. Seriously, what's the name of that thing? Oh, throat hole. It's not called a throat hole. I, usually I'd be good at remembering this, but I'm very tired because I'm sick. Oh, but I know. You keep talking about unlike, it. Uh, certain brides of certain creatures, I don't allow every little malady to stop me from doing the podcast. Ooh, I had a baby. We can't record. Ooh. I wasn't the one who said we couldn't record. I take this seriously, Nicole. <coughs> Nicole, you woke up to a creature. <laughs> Pardon me. <coughs> I apologize to your ears. <clears throat> you woke up son of creature. You did. No, it was you in your face. Ooh, get her. Uh, anyway... Bickering aside, this week we watched the sequel to one of our favorite films, uh, one of Nicole's favorites, one of the few horror movies we completely agree on 100%. It's a it's a classic. It's one of the greatest of all time. It was The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, directed by Toby Hooper in 1974. That's this, right. a mere 12 years later, brings us... Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, featuring one of my favorite movie posters of all time, because it's a parody of The Breakfast Club. Is it? Yeah, like, look. It's the family. And That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get into that here in just a second, but first let's have a listen to the trailer. Thirteen years ago... Audiences across America were horrified by the savagery of a faceless killer. In the wake of this bizarre rampage, he vanished. Now, after more than a decade of silence, he has come out of hiding. Chainsaw Massacre 2. The buzz is back. Directed by Toby Hooper. Okay, so that's the trailer. So, uh, the basic premise of the film is uh, after the initial massacre, there's these. There's a, a radio station that hears a phone call of Leatherface killing some idiots. And the rest of the film is basically the family versus the scroll on the radio. Meanwhile, Dennis Hopper, Lieutenant Bode, Lefty Onright is searching for the the, uh, the killers. Right. That's basically the plot, and um, I think we're about to throw down a little bit here. I think we might be about to throw down. Nicole, what do you think? Honestly, I had my hopes up for this movie, and I was disappointed. 
you what? are entitled to your opinion. Yeah, and I am. I'm sure it's well thought out. I'm sure it's intelligent. Frankly, I disagree with it. I love this movie. You love I it? I love it. Why do you love it? Well, let's... First of all, we both agree that the original is one of the greatest ever, right? Yeah, I love the original so much. The original so is much. like a perfect example of ultra-low-budget, grindhouse... grindhouse movie. Right. It's perfect. It is. And because it's perfect, and because it doesn't get much better in terms of a grindhouse massacre movie, why on earth would you hope that they would just do the same thing again? That's why this movie is brilliant, because they don't try and do I it at all. I wasn't hoping for the same thing. Okay, good. I'm just saying that the reason I love this movie... Is because Toby Hooper decided to do something completely different. It's a lot funnier. The effects are the gore effects are awesome. Tom Savini we worked on this film to do all the gore effects and the makeup. gore effects were awesome. The the humor isn't like dopey and slapstick. It's actually just kind of fun, and the acting is infinitely better in this movie. One, I mean, as great as the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is, we've always said when watching it that we're glad each time someone gets killed because everyone in that movie fucking sucks. Yeah. The acting is so bad that you're just glad that someone kills them so that they'll shut the fuck up, right? But in this one, everyone's really good. You have my favorite character by far is Bill Mosley as Chop Top. I am a huge Bill Mosley fan, and I liked Chop Top. I, I thought Chop he Top. was yeah. fun. He was the <coughs> perfect mixture of funny and horrifying. Mm. That's what I mean. The, the comedy does not come at the expense of the scares. Because it's still got scary moments, but it, again, it's it's less about like overwhelming terror and um, being bludgeoned so much by just the horrific nature of it all, and more just like a little bit more reveling in the fun of eighties horror. It was eighties horror. Yeah, but like, but not so eighties like Night of the Demons. Like, it's more just gory and like the whole okay the whole like last third where they're running around in their secret underground base and they're in that like abandoned theme park that's like the coolest thing ever how can you love the house of a thousand corpses and not love this movie see <coughs> it just it went that went on too long for me i was like oh my god i'm so over this maze of corpses and why do you love house of a thousand corpses because house of a thousand corpses you could argue is literally a remake of texas chainsaw massacre see, 2 i was thinking about it i think house of a thousand corpses is the perfect mix of Texas Chainsaw 1 and Texas Chainsaw 2. It's, it is pretty gritty and grindhousey oh, and has like the fun house effect of the second one as but well. But it doesn't have Chop Top. It has Bill Mosley. But not Chop Top. But Bill Mosley better than Chop Top. No, there is no Bill Mosley better than Chop Top. You don't Chop think... Top is my favorite Bill Mosley performance ever. He's so perfect in no, this movie. No, Otis that, is that better. I will hunt. Otis is oh. way better. Ah, uh, you're crazy. But, uh... He says, run, know. rabbit, run. The killings in this movie, the whole radio station sequence when mm-hmm. Chop Top and Leatherface show up to talk to the girl, that's so... That's fucking scary. See, I liked that part, but the whole maze underground thing, it. It, it was good, it looked cool, it would have had a way stronger effect if it was shorter. That oh, was man. way it too was long. It was like Beetlejuice meets Texas Chainsaw I Massacre. was like, when is this movie going to end? Oh, I wish we could have just gone on and on. I love this movie. It's so much fun. I would watch it again. And Do you again. like it better than the original? I don't, but it's also so different that like, to me they're totally different things. Like the, like I said, the original is like pretty much the high watermark of Grindhouse films. And this is not a grindhouse movie. This movie had a budget. This movie had actors, good ones. This movie had like 
cameras that wasn't that weren't just the same one over and over again. Like they did a really good job making this movie. You can see this is a film where the, the twelve years between the first and the second, Toby Hooper learned how to make a movie. Oh, I don't say that. He made a good movie. No, he made a good grindhouse movie, but it doesn't mean it's well made. Really, like it's not technically a really special to look at movie. It, it works because all of its like ugly pieces fit together to make a really creepy piece. It's great. But this is like, he learned how to make a movie that isn't just... Like, if he tried to just redo Texas Chainsaw Massacre... That's why the remakes of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre fucking suck. I don't think because they suck. Because it's like modern filmmaking techniques trying to recreate the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre with none of the grit or, like, passion. See, and I think... stupid. I don't think they look stupid. I think they're good in their own way. If by good in their own way you mean, like, abominations. No, they're not abominations. Like, Texas Chainsaw 3D is decent, but the, first, the two remakes are fucking awful. No, they're not. I never not. even made me sit through those when we were dating. They're just, good. Like, it's, it's surprising that we're actually married now. They're, they're scary. They're, <laughs> they are, they they're succeed in still being scared. No, it's not. This one was silly. I wasn't scared for a moment. Even the even the disturbing parts in this movie weren't disturbing to me. Maybe I'm just jaded. You are. You've seen a lot of horror movies since the first time you saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Not least of which was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. At a certain point, would you, would you really have wanted this movie to just try and out original the original? Like, because it couldn't. It would have been awful if they had just tried to like up the ante from the first one. No, I would have liked it to be at least a little bit scary. It was a little bit scary. No, it was just more silly. That's stupid. You're stupid. We're going to have to agree to disagree because you're stupid. Um, I think we're going to have to, to little, agree to yeah, disagree. you're really making your case well here. <laughs> <laughs> agree to disagree because you are stupid. That was your big yep. comeback. <laughs> yep. You spent 20 minutes trying to spit that out. Somehow the words got stuck in, in my throat. Yeah, that's thinking, Nicole. Well, you're thinking. thinking. <laughs> well, uh, I guess we are on different pages on this movie. I don't suspect that you hated it, though. You know, you? I would like to go back because I haven't seen... The remakes of Texas Chainsaw I watched before I saw the original Texas Chainsaw and I was in high school and I loved them. I'd like to go back and rewatch them. Maybe I would feel differently. Not on this podcast though. No, I wouldn't. Because um, I, that would probably end our relationship. Shut up. It's so bad. You are so dramatic. Oh I my am dramatic, god. But I'm doing it for CPs. See, the, the, it was so the remakes so disturbing. The first scene where they pick up the girl who's who survived and she pulls a gun out of her crotch. That's terrifying. That's retarded. That's not retarded. The only good part What's of the What's retarded movie, about that? It's she scary. She pulls a gun out of her crotch. Yeah, she was hiding it. That doesn't even make sense. It's terrifying. How do you hide a gun in your vagina? You just shove it up there. How do you put a penis in your vagina? Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I didn't realize that most of the penises you've come in contact with are bigger than guns. Guns can be small. Well, she doesn't pull, like, a fucking Derringer out like she's going on a goddamn riverboat to go play poker with Maverick. She pulls out a fucking, like, forty-five. No, she doesn't. What does she pull out then, smart guy? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, exactly. You don't know. You're talking shit. I don't remember. You're talking shit. <laughs> I, that was your go-to for talking about why the remakes are good. It's Because she pulls a gun out of her vagina. Yeah. yeah I, high school Nicole did not expect that. How, how did you not enjoy this movie when that is your idea of what's brilliant and cool? She pulled a gun out of her for JJ. <laughs> oh, God. I love you. I do love you. Yeah, I, I love you too, Joey, in but spite I, of how I stupid, pity, I pity how stupid movies you like. You like this movie, though. I said it was okay. What do you give it out of 10, shitheel? 
5 out of 10. What? You're psycho. I give it an 8. <coughs> I apologize for your ears again. <clears throat> I, I can't control my rage, and sometimes it has to come out. And in this case, it came out with a cough. Well, Nicole, uh, now that everyone listening is firmly on my side, and they <laughs> want to hear you fail, would you have to play a game? No. So you want to put on an eight-minute podcast? <laughs> Would you like to play a game? No. Would you like to play a game? No. I'm, You're being, being too mean to Would me. You like, I love you. Wow. Look at what a good mother you are. That's one that you have that going for you. I like good movies. Shut you up. Do like you like movies. stupid movies. I don't, I'm sorry you didn't like Texas Chainsaw Two as much as me. I maybe oversold it to you. I don't know. Maybe. You know what? One final thing I'll say. I don't think it's better than Texas Chainsaw Massacre One at all. I would rather rewatch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 than Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1. Like, I would watch I get 2 that. way more often. It's That's way like, more fun to watch. Like, between House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, I like Devil's Rejects better as a movie, but I'd way rather watch House of really? a Thousand oh, Corpses. Really? Oh, I'm totally opposite. I've seen House of a Thousand Corpses enough times for the rest of my life. I've seen it, like, no, three times. Like, I don't think I ever need to see it again. Devil's Rejects I'll watch a lot. Devil's though. Rejects is disturbing to watch. It's really? hard to so watch. Because, like, so is Texas Chainsaw 1. Like, what I'm saying is, like, when you watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre 1, at the end of that movie, you feel exhausted. Like, you need to shower. In the best way. At the end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, you just feel like running around and clapping your hands and watching See, it again. I, like, I, I thought, have, no. Like, like, you would not bring a bunch of friends over and eat snacks and watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. We've done it, and it gave my sister nightmares. And everyone was just like, Jesus. And it's great. But Texas Chainsaw 2, that's fun for the whole family. No. See, I, it, it was boring, and I made me want to go to sleep. Well, Son of Creature and I both enjoyed it. He, can, least, he could hear it. He was sleeping. His first words were going to be, Dog, will hunt. It already put him to sleep. It put him to sleep. Do you remember how excited I got when Chop Top said that? And I was like, that's from that Primus song. Yes. <coughs> Sorry again. And I that. liked it because it was like what Otis says in House of a Thousand Corpses. What he say? Well, he says, run, rabbit, run. That's not as cool as dogs will hunt. Yes, it is. Ugh. Ugh. You make Can me sick. Can we play a game now, please? So, Nicole, I came up with a really creative game that we've never played anything like it. I want to tell you four things and only one of them, one of them is a fake. Basically, every one of our games is a variation on a game called One True Three from another podcast, but whatever. I, this one was kind of fun. So, this game is called Jack the Whopper. Because you know Jack the Ripper was a famous serial killer? All right. The Whopper is another word for a lie. So, this is Jack the Whopper. You're so clever. Thank you. Oh my I'm god. Tell you the Joey's names. so clever. Stop making fun of me. He's so smart. He is so smart. Well, let's see if you're S-M-R-T. fucking smart. You can do this. You can't. I probably can't. I lose all your stupid games. Alright, so this is called Jack the Whopper. I'm going to retell you about four serial killers. And you have to use your skill and judgment to determine which one of these serial killers I made up. Three of these were oh, real like people with one. real crimes, and one of them. He's a big, fat phony. Ooh, okay. So, Jack the Whopper. Are you ready to play Jack the Whopper? So ready. I'm actually excited. This is a good game. I'm glad you enjoy it. All right, here we go. Killer number one, Richard Chase. Richard Chase was an American serial killer who believed that the Nazis were turning his blood into powder via poison they had planted below his soap dish. As a result, he was constantly afraid of running out of blood. He would shoot his victims, have sex with the dead body, and then bathe in the resulting pool of blood. Jeez. Okay, so that's killer number one. Got it. I'm hoping that you haven't ever researched serial killers. I really haven't. I I know, it's weird that you haven't. I'm not interested in real life horrors. Oh, okay. 
All right, so killer number two, Joaquim Kroll. Born in 1933, Joaquim Kroll was a serial killer and cannibal from Germany who had killed and eaten 13 people, including little children, during his reign of terror. He was finally caught in 1976 when desperate policemen were going from home to home and one exasperated neighbor complained to them of pipes being jammed in the building. (gasps) The person who was sent to examine the pipes was asked what was blocking them. He replied simply, guts. (coughs) Oh my god. Yeah. That's disturbing. Killer number three, Maxwell Cash, referred to the papers. I think as he's real. Maxwell Cash, referred to the so. papers, referred to by the papers as the collector, due to the way he would pin and display the skins of his victims behind glass cases like butterflies. Wait, what did they call him? The collector, because he would pin and display the skins of his victims behind glass cases in much the same way butterflies are displayed. Maxwell abducted and killed some 16 young women from the San Diego area between 1984 and 1990 when he was caught. He would keep his victims prisoner in a hidden room in his cellar for months before killing them and preparing them for his collection. And for months? Yeah, before he killed them, he'd keep them alive for months. Why? Why would he Oh, I'm sorry. I guess I just have to, like, peer into the heart of darkness and tell you why these guys are like that. I don't know. That was Maxwell Cash? I think I have heard of him. You know, sometimes in the bargain bin section of... Chapters. Yeah. It's like. Oh yeah, famous serial killer. Yeah, I think I've like flipped through that before. I think okay. I've seen his name. All right, and finally, killer number four, Gary Ridgway. Gary Ridgway strangled about seventy-one women in the span of some eight to ten years. His first five victims were found in the Green River, hence the nickname Green River Killer. Ridgway picked up prostitutes and then strangled them. He managed to escape the authorities until he was finally caught in the year two thousand one. So. You have Richard Chase, the one who believed that the Nazis were turning his blood into powder, and so he would kill, shoot his victims and have sex with the body and then bathe in their blood. Fun for the whole family. Joachim Kroll, he was the uh, the German cannibal whose bl- pipes were blocked with guts. There's Maxwell Cash, the one who would collect his victims like butterfly skins. And there was Gary Ridgway, the Green River killer who strangled 71 prostitutes in 8 to 10 years. The first one, Richard Chase, with the, the, with the like, blood. With I the don't get the the connection between Nazis and the blood. Well, I mean, I'm going to go out on the limb and say he wasn't well. <laughs> he, it's possible that he was a little he crazy. He wasn't well. It's also possible that I made him up because I do love making things up that involve Nazis. Nazis are like the best go-to boogeyman. See, I feel like that one is made up. <coughs> I don't know why. Because it's a sillier than the others. Yeah, the guts one is. T- Horrifying. I, I think it's too, too horrifying for something that you would come up with in your brain. You think the guts is the most horrifying one? Um, I mean, I don't know. Having sex with dead bodies and bathing in their blood or collecting skins like butterflies is pretty horrifying. I know, but I think that one seems more horrifying to me because it involves the person. The, your little description involves the person that found it. Imagine being that person. Just like you get a call, job on the call and you got to go inspect some pipes like you usually do and you find out fucking guts inside it. So you're saying that that one couldn't possibly be made up because it's too well written? No. Because <laughs> that hurts my feelings. No, I think it's too horrifying for something that you would make up. I'm not creative enough? No, you're just, you're not twisted enough. <coughs> okay. All right, well, I'll take that as a compliment, I guess. The Maxwell Cash, I think, is a real person. Because you saw it in the book. I think so. That's cheating if you saw it in the book. What? Okay, <laughs> really. I'll go back and tell 15-year-old Nicole not to like at bargain books. And while you're at it, tell her Texas Chainsaw Massacre remakes aren't very good. <laughs> and the last one Gary is... Gary Ridgway, the Green River Killer. Could 
could be something you'd make up. It's kind of more nor- a normal serial killer story. I was annoyed that more of them didn't have cool nicknames. There's the Green River Killer and the Collector, but the other ones didn't have nicknames. Um, so I think it's the f- either the first one or the last one that's made so it's up. Either Richard Chase or Gary Ridgway. Richard Chase was the first one. Yeah, and R- Gary Ridgway. Is I'm going to go with my gut and say Richard Chase is the made up one. Okay, you think Richard Chase is a made up serial killer? Yeah. Okay, well Gary Ridgway is one of the most famous serial killers of all time. I can't believe you've never heard of the Green River Killer. I was sh- I threw that one in there as a gimme. Who? G- Gary Ridgway, number four. He's real. Really? He's one of the most famous serial killers ever. I did not heard of like, him. I thought everyone knew about the Green River Killer. Not I, I threw him in because I was like, I throw in an easy one. You know, I've lived in a box my whole life, right? This is true. Maybe your mom's a serial killer. <laughs> she keeps people in boxes, and then there's guts everywhere. <laughs> and there's just guts everywhere. She's a, she's a sweet lady. <laughs> she's a sweet lady. Joaquin Kroll, the German cannibal, was a real person, so the yep. gut story is true. I knew it. He did not. Good and Maxwell... Maxwell Cash. No, yeah. Is someone I made up. No! Uh, what? I thought you would get it, because before, like, less than an hour ago... I was telling you about that book I'm reading called The Collector about a guy who kidnaps that woman and yeah. keeps her in his cellar. Yeah. I left when I as I was telling you that story, I was like, I should stop giving her details because that's the fake killer I made up. I uh, changed the story a bit, but yeah, he would collect his victims and put their skins in butterfly cages because he was a butterfly collector. See, but maybe that's that good, right? why I thought it was real because I was already in my subconscious mind. Is that also a little bit like Silence of the Lambs? Wasn't there like something to do with butterflies in Silence of the Lambs? No, more the, the last one. The book, not the shitty movie. I haven't seen read the book. I'm pretty sure in the book, like the killer wasn't Buffalo Bill. I think it had to do with somebody who would like. It had something to do with butterflies. I have read that book like ten years ago. Because the last killer, Gary. Gary Ridgeway, the Green River Killer. Yeah, he. That's more like Buffalo Bill. He kept girls in that thing so that <coughs> their skin would loosen. He'd get them a little bit skinny so their skin would be loose so he could cut it off easier. I have a book upstairs written by the son of the detective who caught the Green River Killer. Really? Yeah, it's a comic actually. It's really good. It's about that case. I want to like read it. it. That's like cool. It. And that means Richard Chase is also a real person. including So yeah, he thought that the Nazis were turning his blood into powder. Doesn't that remind you of Doctor Strange Love when Sterling Hayden is talking yeah, about like Yeah, that's why the, I think it's like a fictional yeah, thing. Yeah, the communists are stealing his precious bodily fluids. <laughs> so I win. You win again. But that's Joey a good wins. I liked that one. I'm glad you enjoyed you it. You could probably do that one again because I really know Maybe nothing. Maybe someday, but I, I'm going to start trying to cater the games closer to whatever movie we watched. Okay. That way I don't have to scrape the bottom of the barrel quite as often. Anyway, uh, so that is going to wrap us up for this week. Nicole, what's our next movie? Oh, it's my pick, isn't it? Yeah. I'll tell about it. Also, I'll tell about it. So, um, basically, we do a podcast called The Bride of the Creature. And we have watched neither The Bride of Frankenstein or Creature from the Black Lagoon. And Creature from the Black Lagoon is one of my favorite films of all time. It's one of the best monster movies. One of, your one of my favorite monsters. Not even just horror, favorite film. It's up there. I love it. It's just, it's so good, and I love the monster, and I love everyone in it, and it's just cool. You do love monster movies. I do, and we took part of it as our our title. So, next week we're watching The Creature from the Black Lagoon from 1954, directed by Jack Arnold, uh, which is 
originally released in 3D, so you, and you, we have it on 3D DVD, but we don't have a 3D TV, so that's good. We only have to watch it in 2D. Well, you know what? I'm excited to watch it <coughs> because I haven't seen a lot of the Universal Horror movies, mm-hmm. and there's some of the original monster scary yeah. movies. She actually has. We already watched it. This is using no, Joey, you don't. <laughs> don't tell them that. <laughs> We're good. Well, we anyway. We'll hear what we thought. Don't of it next do that week. next. Don't do that again. That that ruins the magic. Just pretend that we didn't do that. Joey, you ruined everything. Well, until next week, I am the uh, bride. No, I'm not the bride. <laughs> I'm tired and I'm sick and I'm getting worse. Uh, I, I know <laughs> you're sick. <laughs> no, Stop I read an article. complaining. I read an article that. Um, uh, apparently, when men get colds and flus, women always go, "Ah, oh, men are so wussy. They complain when they get sick." Apparently, because of the increased testosterone in our system, flu and cold-like symptoms have a stronger effect on us and make us sound and feel worse. So, shut your face. So, you guys, science. you guys can't science. shut up. Let me talk. You can't see it right now, but I'm rolling my eyes so hard at Joy right now. You can't see it right now, but I'm sharpening a machete <laughs> to bury in her skull as soon as we sign off. <laughs> I love you. Alright, until next week, I am the bride. No, fuck, I'm not the bride. God damn it. I am the fucking creature, Joey G. <laughs> Giggles Magoo over here. Who are you? Say your name, dickhead. <laughs> I am the bride, Nicole. And you guys stay scary. Kissy kissy. How could this woman ever decide to wed this man?